These are stories about murder. (gasps) Could there be a hidden clue? Things that are exceptionally alarming. Like what? Just alarming things. Because he's at the bottom of the ocean, every little sound is intensely magnified. He hears animals eating his friends and crewmates. Oh my God. Instead of scattering ashes, he had simply dumped them in the parking lot. (laughs) In Germany, before a royal court. Thought she was Polish. No, the magician is Polish. This is Three Shots In. And today we're talking about... Welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. And this is episode six. We'll be talking all about sales. Sailing. Or, you know. Making sales. Sales people. Yeah. Salesmen. Closing deals and whatnot. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of closing deals, we have people who have closed the best deal the greatest deal that they could possibly have closed in their lifetime, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our patrons. Yes, yeah, such attractive, bright, intelligent people. They are. Mom, Dad, Terry, Danny, Ricky, TJ, Sweet Sam, Jeremy, Flash, Thomas, David, Abria, and Alan. We Thank love you, you guys. all so much. You're the best. You are so, so heavily loved. And like we had said, you closed the greatest deal in history. $5 for our Patreon. For us. What a steal. A steal. So shots tonight. Uh, it was a tequila night. Oh, yeah. You know, not as many are as they were when we first started recording. Yeah. Back in the back in the days of old. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, we were recording to, twice a weekend. Yeah. We used to only drink tequila. <laughs> but no longer, except for, you know, tonight, where we drank shots of the beautiful, wonderful Tierra Fertil. Fertile, yes. Which is delicious, expensive. Very expensive. Totally out out of our budget, but we have it nonetheless. Thanks, Dad. Thank you, Papa. Uh, but we also, we saved a shot for the Pierre's Texila, also from Dad. We did. I had suggested that you and I take shots of both in order to really discern the difference between the two, because we really liked the Tierra Fertile and did not like the Pierre's Texila. Yeah. Because we, I don't know, we thought it was super flavorless. It, it, it still is. And I think it's, I think you had it right on the money because they distill it in old like whiskey barrels, which like as an idea or a concept. Sounds cool. It sounds super cool. And I'm sure it looks really cool and I'm sure it's really cool to distill it. Right. But I mean, something about those barrels apparently just, just sucks away all the flavor. Yeah. If anything, it just kind of took away what we were hoping for. Taking yeah. a sip of something called Texila. And we weren't sure. I wasn't sure because we are we have garbage palates, you and I. True. I thought if we take a shot of Tierra Fertile and also a shot of Pierre's Texila, then we'll know for sure what the difference is. Are we actually right or are we just, you know, stupid, know nothing garbage palate people? No, we know. We know things. We knew at least this. Yes. Maybe not anything else, but we knew that. I know so many things. I don't know about you. You know a lot of things. Yeah. How many degrees do you have? Three. Yeah, I got three. How many do you have? I don't even have any. Huh, idiot. Wow, you're so much smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. I know. What can I say? You should be the one who spins the wheel. Oh, wait, are we going to do updates first? Uh, we do have updates. I have a quick, quick update because mm-hmm. I've been updating them and, uh, as, you know, I've been playing. But I, I did finish God of War Ragnarok. It's done. 
I 100%ed it. I platinumed the game, got all the achievements. I'm done with the game. So you had no life for all of your free time up until just recently? No, it wasn't that long. I only put like 70 to 80 hours into it. Which added up to like two weeks? Um, Longer, like a month. Okay, that's reasonable. Yeah. I um, guess I, I'm my opinion of people who um, 100% and earn 100% a game and earn platinum rewards off of one. Um, my understanding is that that kind of thing takes months and months to do. Uh, maybe if you suck. You think so? I think so. Okay. Because the if, you, if your goal is to platinum a game, when you start it, you put it on the hardest difficulty. Right. Because that's how you in, like ensure that you get all the achievements. And then you just got to play the game and actually do everything in the game. It's not difficult. It's right. time consuming, sure. Right. But it was fun and I enjoyed it and I'm done. And they won't come out with any more updates for the game until spring. So I had to move on and now I'm playing the kind of cringy, but really funny. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's <laughs> hilarious. The gameplay is awful. Don't recommend. I do not recommend this game, but I would recommend like watching someone play this game. Oh, like stream it or something. Yeah, because it's, it's fucking funny. Mm -hmm. But playing it is a piece is is a pain in the dick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, as far as updates, I don't have a whole lot. Okay. We're making some moves in the YouTube arena. I know I've said that before, but when I said that, I gave it a good college try and was extremely overwhelmed and then immediately backed out. Like a yeah. turtle, like schlunking back into its shell to just, hide itself. Just sucking right back That's in. That's what I did. Just went right back into my shell. Yeah. Cause I was like danger. And I removed myself from the situation. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking into it and I think, I think we can make something happen and soon. That's exciting mm -hmm. because that's where a lot of uh, new listeners will, will enter the arena. I think so too. So yeah, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use my, uh, my platinumed game fingers to uh, spin the wheel. Oh, okay. All right. So. The wheel tonight happens to be a only TJ wheel. TJ is very good at wheel spins. He is super good at them. He comes up with them far quicker than we can, and he keeps them on theme, which is awesome. So he's we also had him, he's also our most active patron. Yes, yes. So we had so him involved. Right. Well, actually, we didn't even have him. We just told him what the, the topic was tonight, and he just wrote us a bunch of wheel spins that were on theme, and we put them on the wheel and we spun it. Mm -hmm. And here we go. So remember, the topic tonight's being sale. He said, you are dropped off in the middle of the ocean alone on a sailboat. How fucked are you? I'm going to die. Oh, super fucked. Super yeah, fucked. No, I'll die. Um, I don't know which fish are OK to eat raw. I don't know how to operate a sailboat, first of all. How are you going to catch fish? With my hands? I don't know. Swim? I don't think it's that easy. I didn't say that. I didn't say it was easy. Jacob, but you're gonna, I'm going to die. That was, that's the consensus. Hold on, but you're trying to live. I'm trying, yeah. Yeah, I would have accepted fate. The moment that I felt just a little a sunburn coming, I would have started drinking ocean water. <laughs> <laughs> At least you go out with a bang. Fuck yeah. I'm hallucinating. <laughs> I see the fucking, the castaway beach in Wilson, and I'm like swimming towards it, and I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I just drown in, in the ocean. Okay. Like, um, that's how I'm going to go out. I would I, definitely try. No, I, I would, would just die I would for definitely sure. accept my fate. You would suicide yourself. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. All right. You would commit suicide. I would drink salt water until my reality was so altered. <laughs> <laughs> By the toxicity. That I would essentially die peacefully. 
All right. Or at least what my at mind assumes. At least unaware of how bad the situation is. <laughs> yeah, my mind would assume it's peaceful. It probably isn't. Yeah, I I mean, I would, you know, bless my heart, I would try. <laughs> but I, I would die, for sure. I wouldn't give I wouldn't give me 24 hours before I started drinking water. Before I started drinking salt <laughs> water. Start guzzling salt water. <laughs> Not 24 hours before I start my my. I intake. would give it a good college try. <laughs> I really would. I would remember those stories of people surviving and getting real creative with the stuff that, you know, is available to them. I just would definitely use it incorrectly and die anyway. <laughs> Man. No, like if I'm absolutely lucky, like a ship sees me while I'm like knee deep that- in, in guzzling salt water. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh God, what's that madman doing over there? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> That literally, that's, that's my only hope is that someone finds me on <laughs> yeah. accident. Some, some virgin cruise sees me and they toss me a lifeline. A Disney right? cruise I'm, tosses you a Mickey mouse shaped lifeboat or life. Uh, what is it? The little lifesaver donuts. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm mid hallucination, so I'm not grabbing for it. Right. That's an alien coming for me or something. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> some some people have to jump off and like essentially knock me out to carry me back onto the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's if I'm really lucky, mm-hmm. because more than likely, like I said, I I'm talking to the ocean. Yeah. At that point, the ocean has a great personality, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you've like you've killed fish or at least a fish, but didn't know what to do with it with its carcass. I mean. So you didn't like nurture, like nourish yourself. You just like used its blood to like no, paint it, your face. It's been, it's been decaying next to me and I'm talking with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's this movie coming out with Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Where he's some kind of like art thief, but like high end. <gasps> I saw that. That looks so cool. He, he's like trapped in some Jacob, like. Jacob, it doesn't look cool. It does. No, it doesn't. Jessica, it does. Because it, looks it looks like something hilarious turned into something dramatic. Because it looks like it's going to be really bad. <laughs> like, as a concept, it's already really bad. But then, first of all, it's Willem Dafoe with no other actors but himself. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill it. It's Willem Dafoe. He's going to do a great job. Yes. Let me rephrase. He's going to do great at whatever they tell him to do. He's going to go crazy. Yeah. And he's going to do a great job at it. Because Willem Dafoe is probably really crazy in real I, life. I think so. Or at least has seen enough craziness, actual like authentic insanity, that he's able to portray it. He's at least he's at least crazily hung. We know that. <laughs> yeah, that that's been confirmed yeah. via the Hollywood sources. I mean, those aren't reliable sources, but <laughs> I have no trouble at all no, accepting that. I will accept it. That Willem Dafoe <laughs> is like hanging all the way down to his ankle. <laughs> the hungest. Yeah. If that's a word. Um. Yeah, it's so he's an art thief and he like, I don't know, steals the wrong painting or trips an alarm. And so the this million multi-million dollar like not a like a penthouse at the top of a building. It's a penthouse that like essentially converts into a safe room. Yeah. But not to keep the person inside safe. It's to keep everything inside safe because there's a bunch of you know, art and shit. It's to make sure all the high end art that this rich person has built their home around and gone out of their way to spend millions and millions of dollars collecting doesn't leave the apartment. And so he doesn't fucking notice one alarm or something. And so it goes into lockdown mode and he ends up stuck in this apartment, this penthouse for so long that he like starts drinking like fish tank water and toilet water and stuff 
to try and survive. Well, yeah, because I'm pretty sure how how it worked, and at least what I understood in the trailer, is that he only had what was in the apartment to sustain himself. Like, there is no running water. Mm-hmm. There is no electricity other than, like, what... Maybe there is electricity. I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, there was. There was a fish tank with lights on. Okay, then there's electricity, but there's no running water. And so he only has what's in the house to go through. So I'm assuming the kitchen was stocked. He'll have a he'll have a fine like first week, but then what? An amazing week long charcuterie. Yeah. He's in a million dollar penthouse. Like They've you got know, something. you know they got like the best shit in there. Yeah. But also, you know, probably like a can of spaghettios or something. Probably not. Just like one can. I don't think so. Yeah, their mom their mother gave it to them when they were like eleven and they still have it. Mm-mm. I think the multi million dollar like heirs, heiresses out there are like spaghetti what? Mm, maybe maybe some, maybe this maybe this rich person grew up from a poor world we don't know anything about them jacob because we only saw the trailer and never saw the movie that's true we're gonna, we're gonna watch the movie though i know i would like to yeah we're also we gotta watch scream six don't forget fine we're also gonna watch the evil dead and the evil dead 2 Ugh. the reboots fine the gross ones fine we're also gonna watch john wick 4 Ugh. yeah okay <laughs> i love keanu they I block lo- bullets with swords and shit i love me some keanu but those are bad I'm going to need a gun. Yeah, the first one, it's bad, but it's fun bad. Meaning, I don't care that it's bad, I'm having too much fun. Yeah. But then it's just bad after that. No, the second one is fun bad. No, it's not. The third one is fun with a lot of bad. No, it's just bad. No. It's just bad. No. No, it's bad. You're wrong. Not only are you wrong, Jessica, but you're ugly. And I'm going first. Yeah, you are going first. Yeah. So, I mean, that was my next thing. You can't call me ugly. Because Why? you and I look basically identical. People think we're twins all the time. We don't look identical. Yeah, I, I do not look like a horse. So, um, literally, people reaching out to me via social media are saying the exact opposite. They're saying what? They're saying I'm a horse? No. They're saying like you look like a male, more Middle Eastern version of me. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's true. All right. Uh, you know what? I do get a lot of that. Um, I don't know how many times when we were living in California that like... Because, you know, California is kind of like a, a hub for a bunch of different people to yeah. just live. Melting pot. Um, I don't know how many Middle Eastern people will just walk up to me and just start speaking in, I don't know, Farsi or something. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking know what languages they speak. And I would be like Arabic, so, Farsi, all that. So lost. And they're looking at me and they're like, like, oh, you don't speak blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, nope. no, man. I'm from Burbank. I'm white. Nodding. <laughs> Nodding. I don't know what the fuck you're saying. My dad's from like the South and my mom's from like Mexico. Are you being Californian or I Southern? Know. I don't fucking know. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Far out, bro. Totally it yeah. in. And they're like, you know, not happy with you. No, then they get pissed. Mm-hmm. They're like, how dare you look Middle Eastern and, nope. and not speak. Something's wrong with our like genetic mix. Because apparently people think mom is Korean all the time because yeah. she's more Mexican than we are. In fact, she's mostly Mexican. She's supposed but to she's be hundred percent. Really, really pale. Very, very pale, very dark hair, round face like me and you. And everyone around her, lots of people around her think she's Korean. Korean people come up to her speaking Korean, assuming that she just understands it. Yeah, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't know any Korean. She doesn't. Yeah. People have wondered if I'm Persian. I I've got I've gotten that too. I don't get it. I'm also really pale. But like I feel like Persian people are like nicely naturally tan. I don't know. I did the I did the 23 and me. Yeah. And we are 100% or we are like for a fact um 1/8 uh Greek. Yeah, we knew that. So, well, we didn't know no because 
dad heard it from his grandma who was like certifiably psycho. Sure. Um, but she was also 100% Greek. She was. So yeah, we are, we are Greek. And by the way, it location wise, right around Sparta. She wasn't lying. We're Spartan. Yeah. I'm a Spartan. I watched 300 and, and I was like, I don't understand. This is just how I live my life all the time. Yeah. So pff, wolf, what spears dope sandals. Okay. <laughs> Loincloths. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clearly my body, I know you, most people look at my body and they're like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, very clearly Spartan, right? Take it up the butt from an Athenian only to betray him in front of the court. Totally. <laughs> Definitely. Are you comparing me to the queen of Sparta? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's what we have in our blood. I am not compared to the queen of Sparta. Okay. <laughs> I am, I am a Spartan. I am my, I know I don't look ripped, but on the inside, I am. <laughs> on the inside, I'm all so, I eat is almonds. I'm so muscular. And, all I drink is water, and, and all I eat is almonds. <laughs> anyway, Jessica. Yes. Talk about sales. Well, I have a lot to say about them. Just kidding. Okay. I only have a very specific thing to say about them, because lots of ships have gone missing mysteriously, as I discovered. Like in the Bermuda Triangle? Um, Yeah. Lot there. Well, you remember the f not the first episode that Katie was on, but eventually in an episode that Katie was on, she talked about how there are multiple places like the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. And there was a name for all of them. I just don't remember what they were, what the name was. It was like an alliteration. It was a name that had the same letter two times, but it didn't rhyme in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember it had S's in it. And so I avoided it. <laughs> When there's too many S's in a word, it my list you. really comes out. And Really? Say sissy spacek. Sissy spacek. You said that fine. Yeah. If anything, I'm drunk and I sounded more slurred than you. You shut up. I'm trying really hard. I wasn't trying I at went, all. I went to speech classes to get rid of my lisp. Say Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Say Sally sold seashells by the seashore. <laughs> Sally sold seashells by the seashore. Say it quicker. No. That is, that is the quickest <laughs> that I will say it. Now, fuck you and talk about sales, bitch. I will. So we all know about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Heard all about it. Lots sure. of documentaries. Um, I mentioned that Katie talked about it. I believe that was in the second season. She talked about the Bermuda Triangle, how there are many places similar to it where mysterious things just happen. Yes. The Lake Michigan Triangle is one of these. Yes. You talked about this last episode. I did. And I said I'd be talking yeah. about it at length. This episode. Yeah, very briefly, you mentioned it. I did. So the Lake Michigan Triangle is a section of Lake Michigan, unsurprising. It's the area to the left of Michigan. So if the, Michigan itself is kind of shaped like a mitt, if you yeah. recall, mm -hmm. just to the left of that is kind of where this triangle falls in. It's from Manitowoc, Wisconsin, to Ludington, Michigan, to Benton Harbor. Those are the corners of the triangle. Oh, so it's literally just Lake Michigan. Like it's not, it's not the Great Lakes Triangle or something? It, people seem to go back and forth calling it that, but it really is just Lake Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Like the middle part of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've never seen the Great Lakes, but I've heard that they have like waves and shit, that they're like the closest thing to an ocean that a lake could be. Apparently, it's so big, the weather gets insane in the middle of it. So like near the coast, it can be kind of choppy and bad, but the further in the middle of it you get, the more things get real weird. Huh. The Great Lakes were talked about by this aviator named Jay Gowerly. He wrote a book. It was called The Great Lakes Triangle. 
He huh? talks about the Great Lakes Triangle. Interesting. In it. I wouldn't have guessed, but okay. So he stated, quote, the Great Lakes account for more unexplained disappearances per unit area than the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, that makes sense. The Bermuda Triangle is fucking massive. It's huge. So it is extra strange that this many weird things have happened within this area. Okay. There are lots of stories of unexplained phenomena, and the stories include accounts of like huge blocks of ice falling from the sky, like not hail, blocks, huge blocks, like chunks of ice just falling right out of the sky into the water. Interesting. Um, People have reported seeing balls of fire flying through the sky. Oh. As well as strange lights hovering over the water, which have begotten theories of aliens and even time portals. Aliens and time portals. Yeah. Sounds like a bunch of crazies to me. Yeah. I assume lots of weird stuff is happening. I I think it's just freaking a lot of people out. I'm saying if I saw fire falling from the sky, I would shit myself because this is end times. (laughs) 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 And this is this is it. Okay. Either way, it's believed to have caused numerous shipwrecks. This Lake Michigan Triangle. Shipwrecks, aerial disappearances over the last few centuries, that is, and probably even further back. Mm-hmm. The first ship we're going to discuss is called the Le Griffin. That is French for the Griffin. Oh, it's called the the Griffin? It's the the Griffin. Mm. And we're going to talk about it. It disappeared. Oh, no. In 1679. That's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were the colonies already a thing? I mean. I think they were. I know when we were founded. I don't actually know when the colonies began. It wouldn't be surprising. Right. I mean, what was what's that rhyme in, in 1492? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I don't know if I got those numbers wrong, but in 1400s, they found America. So I'm assuming, yeah, by the 16. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. We, there we were col- some, I'm pretty sure there were colonies by this point. We need some pilgrim historians to, to confirm <laughs> okay. some dates for us. Yes. I, I'm sure someone will reach out. We have... A small audience, but a vocal one. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of fact checkers. It's kind of annoying. They're like, well, you pronounce it this way, actually. Actually. Yeah, I am I am pretty sure colonies, at least, were in place here. So the Le Griffin, a.k.a. the Le Griffin. Yeah. In 1679, it set out on its maiden voyage. I'm pretty sure that means its very first one, right? Maybe. Like it's popping its cherry with its very first, like, sailing trip. There's like not a single barnacle on its hull. <laughs> it's its hull is tight. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, it ruptured its 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 ship hymen <laughs> by, by taking its maiden voyage out on Lake Michigan. It was loaded up with furs. And its intention was to find a northwest passage from the lake because it was so big and expansive. They just assumed there was this huge river somewhere feeding it from the ocean. And Lake Michigan is not close to the ocean. No, not really. But they hoped and suspected that it was being fed by some huge river somewhere. It was the 1600s, so they didn't know that. I mean, it was a safe assumption that a river led from the Pacific all the way into it. So it was loaded up with furs, and it was hoping to find a passage that would lead to the West Coast so that they could sail across the ocean there and trade in China and Japan. I mean, that'd be dope as shit if there was, though. Right. They were actually, the Le Griffin was the very first to sail the Great Lakes beyond the Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, based off the title of this story, it disappeared. 
when it crossed through the triangle and no wreckage of the ship and no traces of the crew were found until 2018. Oh, shit. Yeah, very recent. Whoa, that's a that's that's a long time. Lake Michigan is that fucking big. Wow. People were searching before then. They just didn't find it until 2018. Yeah, because I guess it's so big you can't just, like, rake it real quick. Right. Wow. Um. So anyway, they discovered it in 2018. Okay. And by discovered it, what I mean is it had been so long they found pieces of it. Mm. And realized that, like, one or two other pieces of a mysterious ship were found pretty far away. And they were like, that was probably a piece of this ship. Because it was so long ago, that's the best they can guess at this point. Now, there are lots of theories for what caused this. If a ship goes missing in the ocean, depending on where it happens, people might search in the 1600s, but they're not going to find anything. However, this was a lake. They knew exactly where they were going. They searched there. They found nothing, not even like a plank of wood. Okay. But in 2018, they found these remnants. So it obviously sank, but why? The theories for its disappearance are that it was just lost in a violent storm. And yeah, it was like for storm whatever, is the easiest yeah, answer. For whatever reason, no one was able to find anything for that long. Okay. Another theory is that furs were stolen and that the ship was sank on purpose after some kind of mutiny. Also, oh, that'd be fun. Perfectly possible. Sure. Another theory, this one's a little more superstitious, not unrealistic though. Native Indians boarded the ship and killed the crew, then set the ship on fire because apparently there was a tribe called the Seneca okay. that were absolutely in awe of the ship for its size and its complexity. And they saw it as a threat and attempted to burn it while it was being constructed. Huh. So people wondered if maybe they waited for it to be by itself and then ambushed it or something. There was another tribe called what I believe is pronounced the Iroki. Cool. I don't know that. It's it's literally spelled Ero. Quois. Do you want to give that a try? Yeah, let me see it. Uh, top right corner. It is literally Iroquois. <laughs> okay. I happen to know that for a fact. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Because I had no idea. Okay. Iroquois? Iroquois. Iroquois. Okay. That's a relief. <laughs> Mind you, they probably didn't spell it that way. It made sense to them, right? We let French fucking spell that shit for whatever reason. I don't know why we let the French even t- fucking touch this. The French just ruin everything they touch. They do. Except the... for fries and toast. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only French that are cool are like the six that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are awesome. We love you guys. Lay awesome. <laughs> you are. You're probably the best people in France right now. I'm saying that so judgmentally. I've never been to France. I don't know that any of the rumors about France are true. Um, okay. So the Iroquois. This is historical to the extent that a historian said that it was true. It's not like I saw something, some written record. I mean, I've seen a lot of, you know, quote unquote, historians say some pretty stupid shit on the History Channel, Mm. right? Dad used to be obsessed and would watch it all the time. Right. And I saw a lot of stupid shit. Which is why I'm saying as much. I didn't see like an actual record of it. It was a quote from some historian. Either way, what what this person said was that the Iroquois thought that the building of this ship which to them at that point looked like a canoe, but really big. It was kind of daunting to them and they saw it as a threat more spiritually than physically. Okay. They thought that it was like a spiritual sort of threat to their like deity or a spirit that they revered. Well, if they're a lake tribe, I'm assuming they had like a lake deity. 
something. Or something. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. And so there were rumors that the Iroquois had placed a curse on the ship. Mm. Which is another thing that people seem to think could be the cause of all the weird anomalies that have gone on since this happened. They cursed the ship, but unknowingly cursed its gravesite. Yeah. And or maybe they like, cursed it like so hard that it's still like seeping curse. Maybe. <laughs> from its remnants. Possibly. Okay. So that was the first recorded instance of a ship mysteriously disappearing in the Lake Michigan Triangle. That's it? That's all we found? We just found little bits? That's just the first one, yeah. I mean, it was the 1600s. That's a long fucking time ago. Well, yeah, but that's it. We didn't find like, I don't know, an old ass fur or something. That's literally <laughs> all they found about Man. it. Yeah. That's, can we not swim to the bottom of Lake Michigan? No, you can. I mean. What I'm saying is that it must be that fucking huge that it's difficult to keep track of where you are and how much has been searched. Huh. Also, it it was a ship of carrying furs that sank in the 1600s. That's not a priority for a lot of people. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So people were curious, but it just, you know, wasn't that big of a deal to people who weren't involved in what happened. Yeah. Well, they had to worry about the witchcraft going down. Exactly. In Salem and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Right, right. Story for another time. Mm-hmm. We move on now to the disappearance of the Thomas Hume. The Hume? The Thomas Hume. Mm. May 21st, 1891. Sorry, was that an attractive name to you or something? You kind of moaned. No, no, it was kind of like a, that was supposed to be more of like a, hmm, like <laughs> interesting. Not that Thomas Hume sounds like a sexy, <laughs> sexy sounded, man. It sounded like you gave your nipple a little pinch or no, something. No, no, my nipples are unpinched over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just making sure, I just want to clarify. The what's you know happening on your okay. end of the table? Let me let me rephrase. Thomas Hume, interesting. <laughs> okay. There we go. May twenty first, eighteen ninety one. The crew of the Thomas Hume are dropping a shipment of lumber off in Chicago. They board their ship once again to sail back to a lumber mill in Muskegon. You just talked about that when you talked about the serial killer. Yeah, Muskegon. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. So this ship had made this specific journey several times. Usually, they were traveling alongside one other vessel that was associated with the same lumber mill, I think, if I remember correctly. And this ship was called the Ruse Simmons. Are douchebags just naming ships after themselves? Uh, yeah, it sounds like. They've set off already. They're not far from the coast, but the clouds start darkening. It looks like a pretty nasty storm's coming in. The Ruse Simmons, they say, no thanks. We're going back to Chicago to wait for this storm to pass. The crew of the Thomas Hume basically say, you know, you guys are pussies. You guys are pussies and we're going to go make so much more money than you. We're going to leave anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they take off and they vanish. Ah. I know. Not a single piece of wreckage was found. Uh-oh. Like I said, just like the first one, not even a plank of wood, no body parts washing up on the beach anywhere. Nothing. No floating bottles with messages? Nothing. Wow. Yeah. Hume would have guessed. Was that bad? That was terrible. That sounded really bad. When I it judge came out. you a lot. <laughs> that you, it occurred to you in your mind, and then you said it out loud. Yeah, yeah. I, I waited out too, and was like, "Yeah, I should say it." <laughs> <laughs> well, that was incorrect. Okay. Don't trust yourself next time. Obviously, the seven crew members, after a certain time, were presumed dead, even though, as I mentioned, no body parts washed up on any shore. Mm-hmm. They really weren't sure what happened to it. In fact, theories just like the first one abounded that. There was some sort of maybe mutiny that they had been robbed on the lake in some way that maybe, maybe the crew had decided to keep all the lumber, sell it 
for themselves and keep all the money from the sale and then repainted the ship to make it look like a different ship. Huh. They'd never found any trace. Okay. That was weird for a long time to people. So they assumed it never actually sank. Okay. But it did because it was discovered in 2006. Oh, okay. And by discovered, do you mean we found little bits and pieces of it and, and called it that? No. Oh, okay. A diver with something called the A&T recovery. The ant? No, it's A ampersand T. That's oh. the little swirly and sign. Yeah, uh-huh. They came across an almost completely intact vessel. Huh. Even in 2006. Huh. Like it just like was sailing and then descended to the bottom with no issue. Oh, so it was on the bottom. Yeah. Bottom of the lake. Very bottom. Sitting in the sand down there. Mm. And uh, the pictures are pretty spooky. Whoop them out. Let's see it. Swipe through there. I'm, I'm swiping. Huh. Looks pretty untouched. I mean, it looks like they dropped anchor, and their anchor did such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> it took the whole <laughs> it ship It took the whole it. ship down with them. Right. You understand that these are hideous images to me, right? I think they're neat. I think they're, they're dis- cool. These are disgusting. The water is so murky and green. Um, gross. But in theory, there's nothing dangerous in there. In theory. No sharks, no gators are going to swim that deep. Sure. It's just gross, and I hate it. That's fair. And now the disappearance of the Ruse Simmons. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The Ruse Simmons. That's correct. The sister ship. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> was lost too. So if you recall, those of you listening, the Ruse Simmons was the ship that normally accompanied the Thomas Hume yeah. on its voyage across the Lake Michigan. So the Ruse Simmons was also known as the Christmas tree ship, at least in 1912. Why did they put lights on it or something? Yes. Shut up. No, they really did. They put twinkle lights on it and they delivered Christmas trees. There's oh. this, I don't know how true this is, but there's this story that they kind of gave Christmas trees charitably. So okay, that's cool. They traveled to the upper peninsula of the Great Lakes, gathered thousands of evergreen trees and carried, in 1912 at least, they had over 3,000 trees, Christmas trees, in their cargo hold, piled high on deck as well. And they set sail for Thompson, Michigan, from Thompson, Michigan, for Chicago. Uh-oh. And then disappeared without a trace. Yeah. So this is 20 years after the Thomas Hume disappeared. Yes. And... At, at least that. 100 years after the War of 1812. When did that happen? Um, I believe it took place in... Was... One, two, three, four, seven, 1812. Oh. Yeah, that so 100 a years sense. later was 1912, and that's when mm. the the Rosemary... The Ruse Simmons. <laughs> the Ruse Simmons was lost, apparently. It was. Absolutely disappeared, just like the last two, with zero trace. Did we find it in 2016? No. So, the Christmas tree ship, a.k.a. the Ruse Simmons, totally disappeared in 1912, Christmas season, after receiving a call from the Kiwani Life Saving Station, a captain named Captain Soggy. He's a soggy captain. S O G G E. Soge. Soge? That's how I would say it. Okay. Captain Soge. Sure. Captain Soge at the Two Rivers Life Saving Station took his crew out and tried to search for it. They found zero sign, like I said. The ship was actually discovered in 1971. It. I guess gave many clues as to what could have happened to this ship in particular. And since then, archaeologists have been able to provide better evidence to recreate its last voyage and what might have happened. Okay. Interesting to note, 
For years afterwards, Lake Michigan mariners claimed to have seen the Christmas tree ship appearing out of nowhere with its sails in tatters. So well after 19, was it? 1912. 1912. After it disappeared, people claimed to just see it. So it's like a ghost ship. Yes. For a long time. See the lights. See the trees stacked up real high on the deck. That's cool as fuck. Right? That's way cooler than the movie Ghost Ship. So an actual archaeological survey of the ship wasn't done until 2006. But they found the ship in the 70s? You they did, yes. Was it like fully intact, just like the, the Thomas Hume? Not as perfectly. Okay. But mostly, yeah. Okay, interesting. A lot. This survey that I mentioned was done by the Wisconsin Historical Society. So the story of what might have happened to it, more commonly, it's told that it hit a storm off the coast and that um, that's what sank it. But Captain Soge, or Soggy, the one who first did a search for it yeah, so back in 1912. Yeah. Did an interview in some investigation as to what might have happened. Oh, it was like in the 70s? No. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how old was Back Soj? in the, the early 1900s. Had stated in some interview, it was taken about a month after the wreck. He speaks of a very clear view to the Kiwani station. He notes that there was no storm when the vessel went down. Oh, okay. And they received a distress signal, it sounds like, based off of what I read, around like 3 p.m. that day. Okay. So it did start to snow following the life-saving station search of the lake, but the skies were clear when the distress signal was sent out. Huh. So they don't think it was a storm. Couldn't have been. Some people still do, despite that. Other people are a little skeptical. Yeah, what the fuck does Soj know? I guess. He was, I mean, you know, other than being there physically and seeing it with his eyes. Like he has nothing to lie about. It literally would have made his job easier <laughs> if he said that, yes, there was a big storm. That's why the ship disappeared. Right. Like what motivation does he have to argue that? <laughs> yeah. So I guess the archaeologic, the archaeologists, archaeologists? No, you had it right. <laughs> the the archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> it's the tequila. So the archaeologists <laughs> um, recreated Soja's search of the ship, which showed that the lifeboat that Soj had either been in himself or sent his like crewmates on to search for the ship had actually traveled all around uh, right above where the wreck was found. So there should have been some sign. Oh, uh, there it, should. Yeah, there should have been something there floating something, or whatnot. Some sign that it had gone down there and there was none. At all. They well, didn't. It's not those, even like they found the ship with bones inside it. Wouldn't it's the, not like wouldn't the, the Christmas got, trees have been like floating up and like landing on shore everywhere? I saw some reports in other articles that people were finding Christmas trees washed up on shores, like just cut evergreens and yeah. stuff, but nothing else. Dead bodies would be a part of that. Sure. But Lake Michigan is really big, and yeah. there are things that live in it. Things that will would eat dead bodies. Maybe not huge, scary things, but they live you know, in there. Like little little. Uh, I guess I don't know what the word would be. Like bottom feeders and parasites and shit. Something. But like I said, it's not like they found a bunch of like human remains inside the ship. They didn't find anything. Not even bones. Nothing. Not a f scrap of fabric from their clothing. It's just an empty ship. Huh. That's it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The Ruse Simmons. That is unfortunate. That's a cool looking ship. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to wrap things up. Okay. So... There's one other popular belief as to what could be related to these strange occurrences. Is it aliens? No, but something is weird. I guess 
a little Stonehenge was discovered under the water. What? Like it sounds interesting, but then I saw pictures of it and I was much less impressed. Oh, like like the Stonehenge? Yeah, in England. This Stonehenge, quote unquote, was discovered in 2007 by a professor from Northwestern Michigan College named Mark Holly. Okay. Now he said that he and his team discovered this rock formation. Very strange, very deliberate looking. Okay. 40 feet below the water um, of Lake Michigan while they were just trying to map out shipwrecks. Cool. The only, so I took a look at it. The only physical similarities to Stonehenge, is the real like one. Rocks? Is that it's just rocks, but it is in an, like a very clear circle. Okay. It's definitely a circle of rocks. It's just not like big slabs, you know, rectangles and stuff. Nothing stacked on anything else. It's just a rock circle that's there. And then people said there was one kind of sticking out off one end that looked like it had something carved into it, but it was so old they couldn't tell what it was. Okay. Which is interesting. You got, you got pick, picks? No. Lame. Because I got to tell you, it didn't look like anything to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, even if it was, even if it was a Stonehenge, like, why is it the bottom of the lake? Like, civilization existed for a long time. Yeah. When, like, who's to say that Lake Michigan was a lake fucking well, their theory. 7,000 years ago? It sounds like the theory, because it was 40 feet underwater, it sounds like the theory is that the lake was actually much smaller before the Ice Age. And then it flooded. Then the Ice Age happened and you know, ended and all of the frozen stuff melted and that filled up. Yeah. It was just, it was just some crater because the, and now it was flooded because some people think that the carving in the rock is of a mastodon, like a mammoth. Okay. A woolly mammoth or whatever with the big old tusks. Um, I don't know. That just wouldn't be surprising. I took a look at it. I'm not a historian or an archeologist, but it looks like a stretch to me. I just wasn't impressed. Oh, that doesn't impress you. I wasn't impressed by it. Hmm. Interesting. We should write that down for the next time. But we then again, we'll spin. Realistically, history isn't that impressive for the most part. I the mean, majority of it, not really. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's interesting. So it could be something. It could even be something paranormal or spiritual. I just, I don't know. Maybe. Doubt. <laughs> I cast my doubt. <laughs> just like I cast us to break. Yes. I'm all done. That's good. I have to pee. So when we were live on Instagram, uh, do you know, remember Mango? Mango? Yeah. Mango Man? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that I looked like Sean Ross Sapp. Okay. Who apparently has like some sort of thing where he talks about things. MMA, I'm like assuming. Like a show or something? I think, I think he like talks about MMA. So like UFC and, and okay. whatnot. Um, like on YouTube? He said that I look like him. Oh, wow. He's right. You do look like him. Yeah, I kind of look like like... Like, I'm going to call him Sean Paul Sap because that's just easier for me to remember. What's his actual name, though? Uh, Sean Ross Sap. He's on. Like Bob Ross? Yeah, Sean like Ross. Bob Ross. He's on Fightful.com. Yeah, you do. You look like him. Apparently, I look like him. You do. His face is a little more boxy, where mine is a little more round, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. Pretty close. He's got a wide set face. Yeah. Just like you. Whatever. At least I don't have a long set face like you, horse. We have the exact same face just about. <laughs> Shut up. So we had talked earlier, you were like, oh, I can't eat meat today, but I can eat calamari. And we were like, oh, is that squid or octopus? We're like, oh, we're pretty sure it's squid. I was pretty sure. And then I was like, well, what's octopus? I thought it was just octopus. I didn't think there was a fancy name. I think there's a name. There's a name. There's a name for for octopus. 
What's it called when you eat octopus? <laughs> Is it just eating octopus? All right. You look from, dis- you look dissatisfied. It's like from my like 26 seconds of research. <laughs> um oh, hold on. It looks like it's just called octopus. <laughs> there were a lot of words that I had never seen before. But hold on, because I found this. It says, what fried octopus called? <laughs> and the answer says, the term calamari can be used to refer to dishes made from baby squid, but most Mediterranean squid dishes are referred to as calamari. Very few people use the term calamari to refer to only fried squid or fried octopus. So it can be both. Does it just mean fried tentacle? I don't know. Because if that's the case, then that would make sense that it would be interchangeable. I don't know. The link that I went to is why you shouldn't eat octopus. And it's like some, you know, save the octopus, save the octopi thing. Oh. Although you can have pulpo a la pulpo? gallega. Is that what you said? Yeah. Pulpo, pulpo. a la gallega. Not pulpo. No, pulpo. Pulpo a la gallega, which is grilled octopus with potatoes. Okay. I found that from Learn to Cook Easy. Sounds kind of good. Sure. Whatever. So it doesn't have a name. Whatever. Okay. I was right. Octomari is what we'll call it. But no one else calls it that. Maybe we'll invent it. Okay. We should start a three shots in restaurant. And called it Octomari. And there should be Octomari on the menu, on the appetizers. We'll just have to write that down and remember (laughs) it later, I guess. So you told me to write down porn fanatics. Yeah, I did. Um, why did I write down porn fanatics? Because like I discovered this a while ago. It just didn't occur to me to talk about it. I was just kind of surprised that it was a thing. That porn was a thing? No, I understand that there's porn and like I've watched it, but I don't understand the like fandoms that have developed around it and that there are people who like follow porn stars throughout their careers and are like big fans of theirs and get like their autographs and pictures with them and say they they've seen every movie they've been in and that kind of thing. Okay. It was just a revelation for me recently. Like, oh, that's a thing that happens that I never thought about before. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I had a friend uh, and we one day talked about porn. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we'd both watched porn. Sure. And so like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, like Porn is porn, blah, blah, blah. And he was very much like, no, (laughs) porn is not just porn and started naming off all of these porn stars and pulled up like interviews with like porn stars. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) what's happening? There's a whole world about porn stars. (laughs) He's the one that told me that they have like, you know, they have like Academy Awards and like Emmy Awards. Yeah, they have porn awards. They do. There are porn conventions where they go and set up booths and take pictures and with people and they like pass out autographed photos and stuff like that. Huh. And like, it's not like it bothers me that that's a thing. It's that it never occurred to me that that was something people obsessed over. Like, I always thought that like porn was just something you looked up when like fleetingly. And then as soon as you were done, you were done. Yeah. You didn't then decide to follow them on Instagram and <laughs> and follow their life story. Yeah, just never occurred to me. The reason it did occur to me was because um, people on Twitter started telling me that I looked like one. You look like a porn star? Yeah, there's a specific one. She's way hotter than me, but she has like a rounded face and has similar features to mine. And they like showed me pictures of hers or I looked them up or something. And she does. She kind of looks like me. Oh. 
But I was like, that's so weird. Like, how did you just know that name? I had, I had heard of a thing a while ago um, that was like, you can upload a picture to this website. It's like an AI. You upload a picture of yourself maybe, or of someone else. And it finds the porn star that most looks like that person. Really? Yes. That's so funny. It is a weird, weird thing. That's kind of fun though. I want to look it up now. I was like, I never messed with it. Like I, cause I didn't trust it. Sure. So I never actually did it, but I'm curious to know if it would work. And then that was like a whole thing. It was on like, in, was it Instagram or whatever? Like Instagram stories that like people were posting, like what porn star they got through the AI. <laughs> Sail. Sailing a boat. I was thinking sail by AWOL Nation. That, that's a song. We talked you about can, that in the can, beginning. You can be a sailor. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. you can sail the seven seas. You can make a sail. Oh, you can. Totally. You can buy things on sale. Mm-hmm. You know who's got like a ton of great products for sale right now? Who? Our sponsors. That's right. Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. We'd like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft, and Wizardry. They are a company that makes woodcraft products. Like plaques with all sorts of hilarious sayings and coasters with sarcastic twists. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons & Dragons accessories like dice towers, dice dungeons, and DM screens. Everything is made here in the USA. Yes, a family-owned business. They use American wood in American hands. Nice. (laughs) They personally create... All of their merchandise. Yes, they are close friends of ours, but that's the most that we'll say. It could be anyone, but they're fantastic. They are. They are fantastic, and it really could be anyone at all. We own many of their products. That's true. All of them are of great quality. The greatest. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. Reach out to them at info at TiltedTinker.com. They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias. That's Tilted, T-I-N-K-E-R. You should go and buy something from their website because they're awesome. And they love us, just like we love you. Apparently, you can pay extra to buy the fleshlight that has the mold of your favorite porn star. What? Yes. So you won't feel anything, basically. Huh? Won't they be, like, really loose? No, it's just the mold, just the front part. Like, they can't mold all the way up inside of them. If you were to watch porn of them and you see a picture of their vagina, that is the same vagina that you see in your weird silicon, silicone fleshlight that just, you are fucking. You know, <laughs> I just don't know enough about vaginas to know the difference between like one and another. Oh, they're very different. There are some hideous ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told. Yeah, there's some really gross vaginas out there. <laughs> So someone on Twitter decided to include me in like some discord thing about vaginas. No, but that the subject ended up going there. And there was like this one channel where people were posting like NSFW stuff. Okay. And one of them was a video of a porn star, like jumping out of a plane with a parachute, but naked. Okay. And her fucking labes (laughs) hanging so low. And they're like flapping so crazy as she's falling down. It was really funny though. Just flapping in the wind. Yeah. Like I I bet she like didn't fall as fast as everyone else because of that, you know? Like in a cartoon 
when the character is like, you know, skydiving yeah. or something yeah. and their cheeks like fill with air and like, yeah. uh-huh. and then you, that's what her, that's what like her that. vagina it was like, were doing. It was like, like Dumbo's ears. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I I do forget that you're a horse sometimes. So that makes sense that your little horse brain can't, you know, discern human faces. You know what? Can your big fat nose detect this from here? Can you smell this? This is my middle finger I'm holding up. Yeah, it smells like Terry. That it does. (laughs) 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 Want me to hold it a little closer? (laughs) No. Jacob. Jessica. I had told you to write something down for the break. You did. Before we started. You did. You told me to write down confession time. Yeah, I, I said I had something to confess. And what what is it that you'll be confessing? It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> So for a long time, we, and without saying specific numbers, we should have been getting a certain amount from Patreon. And instead we were getting like $20 less than that. And we weren't sure why that was for a really long time. I found out why that was <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had um applied for a free trial to <laughs> oh my god a subscription to yoga go <laughs> under under what i thought was my personal email and then was really disappointed and surprised when i couldn't access the subscription through my email. The subscription to Yoga Go. Yo- yoga Go. <laughs> I just wanted to get a little taste with the free trial. And then I was like, well, I can't access it, so I should cancel it. And then I logged into my Google Play account to cancel my subscription to Yoga Go, and it wasn't there. So I was like, oh, I guess that was the issue. I never subscribed to it. No problem. I probably wouldn't have used it anyway. You've been embezzling money from our Patreon to pay for yoga. Go. It's been like a year. Oh my God. And I had no idea why $20 kept getting taken out of the account for that long. They sent an email and it happened to pop up in the podcast email. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't use this email. And then I found out I was extremely wrong about that, (laughs) which is why I couldn't unsubscribe from it and didn't find it because it was with an email I didn't intend on using. You've been embezzling. (laughs) Unintentionally, completely by mistake. I never even used Yoga Go. (laughs) So you were embezzling and you didn't even use it. Jessica, that's worse. But I didn't know I had it. I hope someone working for Yoga Go is listening to three shots in. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they saw your email and, and we we paid an extensive amount of money to get a listener. <laughs> you are an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and we are back from the break. Jessica. Yes. Spin the wheel. Okay. Okay, we have another TJ sales-themed wheel spin. You're an 80s salesman in high-profile business. What special features does 
your business card have that would drive Christian Bale to kill you? Oh, that's a um, that's an American psycho reference. Yes, I've never actually seen the movie, so I, I don't know exactly anything about a, a business card. Mm-hmm. But I've seen you know the, I've seen the thing of like Christian Bale putting on like a like a plastic suit and doing like a dance. That's probably the most notable scene. Yeah, before he axed uh, Jared Leto, which yeah. don't we all wish we could ax Jared that- Leto? <laughs> I mean, after watching Morbius, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was. The most notable scene from the movie other than the business card scene, I would argue. Okay. So there's this scene where there's like, it must have been four to five dudes who all work for the same company and all do equivalently notable jobs of some kind. It's kind of vague as to what exactly is being done. Okay. But they're all eventually all at a table together chatting. Okay. Casually. Sure. So they start showing each other their cool business cards with their name on them. Okay. That's the whole scene. But meanwhile, Christian Bale is like a serial killer, serial killer sociopath in his mind. So he's very easily offended. And, um, their cards are cooler than his. That's how he sees it. Yeah. (laughs) So he must. So like one person whips out one and in his mind, he's not saying it. Everyone's just looking at it quietly. The whole scene is silent. You just hear Christian Bale's voiceover because that's, those are his thoughts. He Mm -hmm. looks at it and he goes, Oh God. It's gorgeous. <laughs> a, you know, matte, softly textured, pure white with bold Helvetica <laughs> I mean, okay. font or something like okay. that. Okay. You know, like he's, and then someone else whips on it. You think that's cool. Wow. That's nice. Check out this one. Oh, Jesus Christ. A holographic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they start, he starts talking about all their cards and Jared Leto's happens to be the like showstopper, you know? Okay. He gets really jealous of that. Okay. Okay. So what's on your business card that makes Christian Bale want to kill you? And I'm assuming this is fictional. So we kind of go, kind of go a little wild with it. Pretty crazy. At least it's to my memory that it was Jared Leto who showed the the, like showstopper card, because that's why I thought he killed him later, but whatever the scene you were talking about. Yeah. I'd have like velvet textured quilted, like reflective business card, you know, that's like soft when you like caress it one way. But like a little rough and gives you a little chill when you caress it the opposite way. And when you do it one way, my name is blurred. You know, the like chill way, one that gives you chills. And then when you caress it the soft way, my name is just like beautiful and clear and reflective and shiny. Wow. Or something like that. And and, and scented or something. No. Yeah. No. Why? Because that takes mine. Were you going to make it scented? Yeah, I was gonna say my business card has like is like scratch and sniff, <laughs> but not just any scratch and sniff. It's a scratch and sniff that can change colors based on heat. <gasps> oh. When you're holding my my business card, right, and then you set it down where your fingers were touching it is a different color. Mm. It's all blue and yellow, of course. The only colors you can. But see. also, you can scratch it and you can sniff it. What does it smell like? I mean, probably like Axe body spray or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you spray it personally. <laughs> uh huh. Give it a little kiss. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it would be a scratch and sniff for sure. Maybe it's like scented in a way you can't detect because I actually spray it with like pheromones. It's literally just pheromones that make you, you horny. Yeah, you don't know why you're horny around me, but you are. <laughs> yeah, you don't know why every time you you pick up my card that you just get really erect mm-hmm. or you know wet, something. and um, when you see me, you start to associate. Uh-huh. Right. And so every time everyone sees me, they just get hot and bothered 
Right. I just want to buy all my goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that'd be a good sales thing. So. I think it's a good move. Thank you. Well, that was my idea was to put pheromones on the card. Well, it was kind of my idea. Though. My really sexy velvety card would have, you know, a thorough spray of pheromones. You pick it up and you think of a mattress. You imagine a mirror over my card as though it were a mattress. I am not following <laughs> literally at all. I was trying to think of like what Batman villain would I be if I had this this power to make people want me sexually and give me everything. Like I mean, you'd be like a male poison ivy, wouldn't you? Well, maybe. Isn't that but literally I'm, what she does? But I'm in the business. I'm in the business world, you know? So you'd just be green skinned, but in like a like, business suit. No, no, no. Like, like I work with Bruce Wayne, right? Sure. But I'm trying to take over all of Gotham with my sex. So he's <laughs> horny for you? Bruce Wayne is You fuck isn't. Bruce Wayne? No, or he's, he's you the only one. Bruce Wayne fucks you. Bruce Wayne doesn't fuck me. Mm. No. He's pretty strong. No. He maybe he joins in, right? On the fucking? And we like Eiffel Tower someone, but no. Okay. Uh Eiffel Tower, also known as a spit roast. Why would that be called an Eiffel Tower? Spit roast makes more sense. High five. You do a double high five and it makes the Eiffel <laughs> oh, Tower. Oh, I see now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, of course. But but no. I would be a Batman villain of some sort. I'll figure out my name eventually. It'd be something stupid, like Sex God. Oh, what was the name of the the ice villain? Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Terry made fun of me because I said Dr. Freeze. He's not a doctor, idiot. He's a scientist. He actually is a doctor. <laughs> but no, it's Mr. Freeze. Okay. See, I thought I was wrong because Mr. Freeze occurred to me, but I thought, no, you idiot. You're just mixing up Dr. Freeze with Mr. Clean because they're both bald. <laughs> <laughs> they are both bald. They look very similar. Mm -hmm. But like, one is like an evil villain and the others. One's you know. played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> 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 Terrible. Yeah, pretty bad. Chill. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> I hated those movies. I loved them. Poor George Clooney got sucked into that bullshit. I loved it. But then we, you did have Danny DeVito as Penguin. You had Jim Carrey as Riddler. Really good. It you had uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I'm sorry. Was that? That wasn't during no, George Clooney days. No, no, not George Clooney. That was, um. well, Danny DeVito was the Penguin with Michelle Pfeiffer in that same movie. You sure? Yeah. I don't remember what the movie's called. I get mixed up because there's so many. But I don't know. Danny, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer were in the same movie. Oh. Yeah. Was well, That was... That was Val Kilmer? It was Tim Burton and no. Or was that Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Yeah. That was when my crush on him began. Now, even though he's like, you know, much older, he still makes my bird twitch. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> you know what? I was just so unprepared for he makes my bird twitch. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. Enough. <laughs> enough. We're okay, done. Okay. It, I'm going to talk now about, about <laughs> sales or something. All right. God. Okay. Anyway, so the topic being sale, right? I was trying to find like weird, like cursed objects that were sold or something. Ooh, that's interesting. It's all very vague mm. and, and difficult to discern. Then like everything kind of led to the same thing of like people selling like possessed items on eBay but like, I'm like, yeah, you're selling a possessed item on eBay for like 28 bucks. That doesn't, that doesn't sound right. And then I tried to find me a, a salesman, a, like a car salesman, serial killer or something. And okay. I, I couldn't find it. 
Those are all really good ideas. I know, and I was really hoping that they would work, but they didn't, so whatever. But instead, I found, in my search for the cars salesman uh, serial killer, I found there were plenty of stories about salesman and killer being in the same story. Salesmen? Salesman, salesman. A single salesman and a single killer were involved in several stories? Yes, not like the only one, not like, Shut up, Jessica. There's more than one. You're confusing me with So that's salesmen, more than one man? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. I hate you. This is my story and you're ruining it. You're ruining everything. All right. Gosh. May 2022 in Jackson, that New Jersey. Very recent, my very goodness. Very recent. Um, a door-to-door salesman was charged with murder. <gasps> that's right. Authorities had said that he stabbed a man in the neck during an argument following a sales attempt. <laughs> um... Okay. Wait, so, who stabbed who again? The salesman stabbed the customer. The would-be customer. The would-be customer in the neck. All right. So Michael Samus, 32, uh, had been charged with murder, possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose, unlawful possession of a weapon, and the death of Joseph Del Guardia, who's 44. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the police were called at about 6 p.m. on a Thursday. Delgardio, the customer, mm-hmm. was found lying in a pool of blood in the middle of the road. And when police arrived, they tried to perform CPR, but nothing was successful. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh my God. So investigators learned that Salmas, the salesman, was working for a company that was hired by Verizon to go door to door and make sales. Just asking about cell phone plans? I have no idea, but they're making sales. It's annoying as hell. For Verizon or whatever. Yeah. So Samus knocked on Delgardio's door and tried to sell him things, a plan. I don't really know. Okay. Um, now, apparently he left when Delgardio told him that he was not interested. However, a few minutes later, Delgardio stormed Samus, the salesman, in the street and they began fighting. Um, yes, that's, there's no lead up. It really is just that. It is just that the, the customer was something happened and he was angry. And he, after, after the salesman left his house, no, I'm happy with my own cell phone, followed him and started fighting him in the street. Oh my God. So during the fight, at some point, Samus pulled a knife from his pocket and he stabbed Delgardio in the neck. Okay. What the hell? Samus was arrested and he's been detained and he's awaiting sentencing and hearing. I haven't really heard. I couldn't find anything as to like the more What's recent update. right now, yeah. Um, but that that is that. And now I don't, from what it sounds like to me, he was defending himself. Maybe in New Jersey, you're not allowed to carry a knife. Okay. In Texas, you are. I carry a knife on me. If a I man, have a knife on me. If a man charged me in the street, I would knife him. Yeah. I'm. The odds of me winning a fight are... S- Slim at best. I mean, about as good as mine. Yeah, slim at best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to knife him. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I hope, you know, either this was the whole story and Samus gets off or more comes out and we learn that Samus, you know, was doing terrible things. He was a domestic a terrorist or something. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. So that's the end of that one. Okay. Like I said, very short. Um, but anyway, uh, this is May of 2017. So a few years ago. A burglar alarm salesman (laughs) (laughs) shot a San Antonio homeowner, okay? And then robbed him? Well, maybe we'll get into it. (laughs) So this has already gone to trial. This is the trial began May of 2017. 
uh, the actual incident happened November of 2015. Okay. So it's two years before. Yes. Just about. Yes. So apparently when, when he was on trial, they were hearing about how he was accused of fatally shooting a man, called a 911 operator, told him that he shot a man in self-defense. Okay. All right. That is why that this, might is, be this true. is all happening. Mm-hmm. So Richard Luis Amesquita mm-hmm. was 35 and selling home security systems at the time that he was arrested, November of 2015, um, for fatally shooting and killing Carrie O'Toole, which is a man, Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y. Mm. Who was 53. So Richard, uh, I'm going to say that because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The uh, Amiskita. Dick. I don't know. But Dick. Yeah. So Richard, who worked for Vivant, uh, said that apparently O'Toole was agitated when he answered the door. Right? He was going door to door selling I home mean, security you're systems. you selling things to people at their door. So O'Toole wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, I get it. He told police that O'Toole had attacked, kicked, and choked him. Ooh, I get that much less. And so Richard fled to his car where he had his handgun. Yeah, makes sense. O'Toole began picking up rocks and throwing them at his car. At not which point, cool, but not shootable. At which point Richard, while in his car, shot him. Shot many times. Oh boy. At O'Toole. Okay. He was later found inside of his home, uh, dead. So apparently, he'd been Richard, shot in like crawled back into his house yes oh my god yes so richard left the scene he drove away he called 911 and he said that police need to send people to that house gave him the address or whatever and said that he had shot o'toole in self-defense now this is a quote he said i need police here at visor drive i was just assaulted now he said i feared for my life and i had to shoot him i need you to send the police asap the 911 operator said that they had heard interrupt that or sorry, the 911 operator was trying to interrupt him, trying to like get more information from him, and they were just talking over each other. Okay. It wasn't really working um, until the operator finally said, like, please, just one moment, sir, and asked if she needs to send an ambulance, and he said no. Um. Don't need an ambulance. So, again, they were talking over each other while on the phone. Uh, Richard drove to a different location and says, quote, he had already knocked off my glasses. He knocked off my Bluetooth and was coming after me and he was choking me. This guy, the guy is crazy or something. I don't know. Now, his defense attorney had told the jury in his opening statement that he was just trying to defend himself. Obviously, the prosecutor told them that Richard definitely had a choice. There was a choice that was made. He yeah. was in his car and he fired at this man. I'm in my car, safe, suffering no more harm, but rocks are hitting my car. She said, and the prosecutor said, instead of calling the police or driving away, he shot the man and then did those things. Yeah. So one of O'Toole's neighbors had testified that Richard also stopped at his home that day. And he said that he had stopped at his home even though he had a sign that were warned against soliciting. Right. Said no solicitors or whatever. Richard didn't care. He still went to the door. Now... O'Toole apparently also had a no soliciting sign mm-hmm. on his door. And O'Toole was thought of as a, quote, hero in his neighborhood because apparently he was like a, a contractor or a handyman and he would fix things for people in his neighborhood for no charge. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice man. Now, crime scene photos show that he did, in fact, have the no soliciting sign. He had keep out signs, the whole nine. 
Um, the keep out sign, by the way, had two bullet holes in it. Ah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, because Richard shot it mm-hmm. on accident. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so two crime scene investigators testified that the bullet fragments that were found in the front room of the house were found in the front room of the house and in the kitchen. So he shot into the house? He shot into the house. And a photograph did in fact show that Richard's Bluetooth device was lying next to O'Toole, next oh. to O'Toole's dead body. Sure. So he had grabbed it from his head. So it looked probably. like he got he got the shit kicked out of him in the house. No, or no, no. at least close by. No, he started he started beating on Richard. Yeah. Richard ran and in in the beating, he must have grabbed his his Bluetooth out of his ear and like threw it in his house. Okay. He was just so angry. Um, so anyway, three shell casings were found in Richard's back seat and one was found in his driver's seat. He shot four times. All right. He hit him twice and killed him. O'Toole is dead. Damn. And as of when I read, or when this article was posted that he's facing up to life in prison, I believe he was convicted and is going through the appeals right now. Okay. I don't think he was given life. It said, it said he was sentenced. Yeah. I hoped he wouldn't have gotten away with something like that. Like no, it really doesn't, is, it really sounds like you overreacted. Best case scenario for him, that's some sort of manslaughter. Yeah. Worst case scenario for him, that's like second degree murder. Like I can level with you. You're not used to that kind of action. You freaked out. Sure. But that wasn't logic or common sense. You stopped thinking or thought you completely took, inappropriately. He took four shots at a man from inside of his car. While the man was in his own house. The man was standing essentially like on his like front porch area, picking up rocks and throwing him in his car. Don't get me wrong. O'Toole was fucked up. Okay. Something was going on with this man, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he just got divorce papers or something. I don't know. <laughs> Homie was very, very angry. So two unstable people met that day. But Richard probably should have just called police and reported an assault. Dickie should have done that. Yeah. Dickie didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Very unfortunate. This is the last one. And I'm so excited. This is my favorite one. Okay. July 2012, Florida man shoots door-to-door salesman dead for, quote, trespassing. (laughs) Okay. This story just gets so much better as it goes on. You already know it's going to be good because it says Florida man. It's Florida man. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. A door-to-door lobster salesman (laughs) was shot dead this week when an attempt to peddle his wares at Cape Corral, Florida ended in tragedy. Aww. Oh, he's selling lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nicholas Rainey, 30 years old, was shot and killed in the driveway of 52-year-old Kenneth Bailey Roop. Okay. Okay. During what authorities had said would be a routine sales pitch. So Rainey, who is the victim, uh, was going door to door selling frozen lobster tails and meat for his employer, Blue Ribbon Steak and Seafood. Okay. I mean, sure. Reputable brand. I guess they I have- mean- I could understand how that would be more of a thing in places where like grocery stores aren't nearby. It's Cape Corral. They got grocery stores everywhere. All I'm it's, saying it's is a big I, city. I could get it if it was in a place like that where like you have to drive like 20, 30 minutes just to get to the grocery store. Yeah. Conveniently. If he drives for 10 minutes nearby. in any location, he will reach at least seven different grocery stores. Yeah. I don't understand that. I would be yeah. like, I don't think I'd be very receptive to someone trying to sell me food at my door. Well, according to a testimony given by Roop, the shooter, um, the homeowner had yelled, what are you doing in my yard? (laughs) When the salesman approached his house, in which Rainey allegedly responded, I'm here with the meat. (laughs) 
Those are the last words anyone heard him say. <laughs> Is I'm here with the meat. <laughs> Dude, this shit was killing me earlier. I thought I'd be able to read this fine. Apparently I cannot. Um, so Roop's testimony. Oh, I can't even read. I'm crying. <laughs> he had said that apparently Rainey's tone of voice, attitude, and demeanor made him nervous. What did he mean by meat? <laughs> He said that he became scared because the salesman was approaching his house, so he pulled out his gun and fired. Oh my god! <laughs> no! He's just trying to sell the meat! That's inappropriate! Okay, I have to stop laughing. I cannot read my phone. Oh. Anyway, Roop fired a second time, <laughs> aiming at Rainey's head, quote, for effect. Whose quote is that? Froop. Oh my god! The shooter. For he effect? shot him once, and then he, he aimed and fired again in his head. What's the effect? Like he thought he thought he would miss, and then the effect would be that he scared him off. I don't know. I think he aimed at his chest and shot him, and then went to shoot his head again. Uh oh man. Okay. So a neighbor of Roop's was nearby during the shooting. He said that he tried to assist um, Rainy, who was the salesman, but he was too late. He said that he went to bend over to help him when he was laying on the ground um, and that out of Roop's garage, he heard him yell, I'll kill everybody or shoot everybody. <laughs> okay, so former firefighter and neighbor uh, Gene Snyder told the news that the the shooter, um, Roop, began screaming from a nearby shed God. and cocked his gun. And he says, quote, when he came out of the garage, he looked totally deranged to me. He looked like he was off the deep end. God. Uh, the, the sergeant uh, who was, or Sergeant, whatever, Sergeant Kristen Shiner was an off-duty uh, county corrections deputy, whatever. Okay. Sheriff's department. She was off-duty, but she was there on the scene and she managed to tackle Roop, bring him to the ground, move the gun, whatever. Um, but apparently it almost didn't end there. According to Snyder, who was one of the neighbors, apparently Roop threatened to open fire on everyone else at the scene. He Just said for that, showing up? He said that he was telling the officer that he stepped on my property, he trespassed. I killed him and I'll kill anybody else who steps on my property. What the fuck? I don't know. Just he's panicking now, so he's doubling down. He's just doubling it down, It wasn't I guess. about the salesman. <laughs> Keep the off principal. my property. <laughs> um, so obviously a fuck ton of patrol cars were sent to the scene and finally you know, he was detained. Mm -hmm. So they were less than hopeful Okay. when it came to like the sentencing and when this went to trial and whatnot, because about a few months earlier, that's when the whole George Zimmerman shooting happened. He used the stand your ground law in Florida, mm -hmm. which technically applied applies. Okay. I don't really know, but they said that that he would be using that same defense, just like uh, George Zimmerman used that defense and got away with killing the teenager uh, Trayvon Martin. Okay. And so um, authorities said that until all facts are known, it would be premature to discuss how the stand your ground law applies to this. Um, but he was charged with homicide, murder, dangerous, depraved without premeditation in the death. I'm assuming there's a lot of legal speech in there that was just not deciphered well by whoever wrote this article. Okay. Because none of that made sense. But essentially he was charged with murder. Right. Murder without intent. Now, this is 
very soon after, um, about a year later, October 2013, uh, Kenneth Bailey Roop was in fact found guilty of second-degree murder with a firearm in the death of Nicholas Robert Rainey. There we go. Jurors apparently only deliberated for less than two hours before coming to the verdict. Um, now on Monday is where Monday, the Monday after he was uh, found guilty is when they did sentencing and he was in fact sentenced to life in prison. Um, they said, obviously we're happy. This is the prosecutor saying, you know, they're happy and it was a heinous murder, blah, 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 blah. Um, then they, they go on to say that apparently back in, in 2005, this is from the article, not the prosecutor that said this. Mm-hmm. Back in 2005, apparently Roop was charged with a misdemeanor count of improper exhibition of weapon, of a weapon. Exhibit, like he flashed it at someone? Like, I guess he like- As a threat? Threatened someone with his gun or something. Okay. He was acquitted of that charge at the time, but clearly he was not the sanest person. I mean, even without that one, just the initial thing you talked about was pretty crazy. You know? I got, I'm here with the meat. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. That Nicholas Rainey would have fit right in with this podcast. He was just trying to bring you some lobster. Some frozen lobster. Just wanted some lobster to sell. Okay. That is the end of those stories. I do have one additional little bonus thing. Okay. I thought it would be really fun if... I went on Facebook Marketplace and looked at what's the weirdest thing being sold around me right now. Okay. So that's kind of exciting. Within a 10 mile radius, and I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and I found it. Available right now. Available right now. I took this screenshot five hours ago. Okay. Are you ready? I am. A leg? Yeah. A prosthetic leg for $100? Someone's selling a prosthetic leg. It's on sale. Look, it was $200 and now it's only $100. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you can buy someone's prosthetic leg if you want. I just, well, I'm good. I don't need it. Yeah. So I thought that was very fun. I guarantee you that's not the weirdest thing that's on sale. It was the weirdest thing. No, just in our local area. I don't think that's the weirdest thing in our area. That's the weirdest thing in our local area. You just checked on one site? Facebook Marketplace. I said I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going everywhere. I was just looking at Facebook Marketplace. All I'm saying is that someone nearby is probably selling something weirder than weirder than that. Oh sure, me and you could have played a game where we go on Etsy, eBay, <laughs> like offer up. We could have we could have went on all these different things and just found disgusting shit being sold. Yeah, but I didn't. I went on Facebook Marketplace, and the reason why I think Facebook Marketplace is so daring when it comes to selling stupid and weird shit is because your Facebook account is linked to it. That prosthetic leg, I could go right now and I can click that person's profile and friend re- send them a friend request. And I can look through all of their pictures and all, all of their shit. To see if they actually are missing a leg or if they took that from someone? I have no idea. But I'm saying I can, I can find out everything about them if I wanted to. That's why Facebook Marketplace is so scary when it comes to selling weird shit. Yeah. So. Um, you know the weirdest thing I've ever seen on Facebook Marketplace? What? was beaded cock rings oh. that were homemade by someone who invited you to join him at home where you could smoke bud with him and he would show you how to use them. And oh. then you guys would just see what happened after that. Oh. He had pictures. Wow. Yeah, it was a bunch of hard cocks in like weird macrame slings. Wow. Uh-huh, yeah. It was just one of those things, you know, like, whoa, that's not what I expected I would see today at any point. But oh. I have now. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't see that. You can. No, I'm good. That's, do you want to? No, I'm fine. I'll just show you. Don't worry about it, Jessica. We have to move on. We do have to spin 
the final oh. wheel. So you know what? Because you really wanted to show me, I will allow you to spin the wheel again, second time. Oh. In a row. That's so nice. Go for it. Thank you. You just received the Black Market Salesman of the Year Award. What was your top selling product? Hmm. So I'm going to say we have free reign on this. Okay. I mean, I'm going to go pretty dark, you know? Are you like straight up fucking killing people? Like oh. selling their parts? I'm selling organs and... Damn. You know? Maybe like like I break into celebrities' homes and I take their like dirty socks mm -hmm. and I sell those. See, that's more interesting to me. Not like the creepy, like steal things from people's body stuff. Okay. But okay, the, so like, I'm just, I'm just you're stealing my something like, like Robin Hood, but with no morality. You're stealing from the rich and selling to the poor. <laughs> <laughs> no, stealing from the rich and selling to the disgusting rich. The rich who are gross. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. All right. Yeah, I think that'd be fun, you know? Maybe I break into celebrities' homes and I take um, hair out of their drains. Uh, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and I make little, like, dolls of them little like sensory toys so like that little you can dolls, rub like, it like a like a rabbit's foot i don't know name a celebrity uh clive owen i break oh uh, he doesn't have a lot of hair but whatever <laughs> i break into clive owen's house okay i take all the hair from his drain yeah and i make a little clive owen out of his hair out of his hair make a little voodoo doll yeah oh my god and i sell that obviously along with his socks and underwear i why is that obvious well, if I'm in his house. Are you like cutting up his underwear and making little underwear for the doll? Now I am. <laughs> okay. Um. Why the fuck did you say Clive Owen? What do you mean? Why the fuck did Clive Owen? Why was that the first celebrity that came to your fucking head? The first one that came to mind. He Clive just did. Owen? He, claimed, he came to mind. Why is that upsetting to you? Why Clive Owen? Why not? That's just so weird. You're weird. You're weird. You, you. Anyway, Jessica. Black Market Salesman of the Year, what's your top selling product? Um, you know, I just made mine like so much worse in my head. I was like, I got, I got people like everywhere, right? And like, so I had people that worked for me at the Olympics uh -huh. and they like took like the sweaty used like leotards from like the gymnasts. Ew. And that's, I'm selling that too. Like when they win the gold. Like the dirty towels and stuff? No, like their leotards. Like it was all up in their business. All up in their crevices? Yeah. Their undercarriage? Yeah, it probably sells for a good buck though. Um, I think... It might be funny to like find a way to make realistically realistic replicas of like placentas and stuff. Okay. That aren't actually placentas, but fucking weirdos out there think they are and we'll buy them and I'll get money for like making really gross jello. I don't think that's illegal. It'll be on the black market. I don't think the I don't think that's illegal. It's not. I'll be fine, but I'm selling it on the black market. So everyone thinks it is. Oh, I don't know if you sell a fake product on the black market. I'd probably, if I, if I paid for a placenta and I'm up in the black market mm -hmm. and I didn't get a placenta, yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill you. How would you even know it's a fake placenta? Uh, because I'm probably, you're probably not my only supplier, Jessica. My placenta supplier. <laughs> <laughs> I probably got a few of them, all right? Anyway, they're gonna be real placentas. You're, you're putting real placentas on the black market? Yeah. Okay. It's all gonna be goats though. It's all gonna be goats. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd sell like exotic animals too. Why not? I don't care about them. Honestly, I just, it, it it's not that. I just, I, I went for shock value and you weren't shocked at all. No. Like um, I said, I would kill you. Whatever. If you sold me a fake placenta. Okay, cool. No, my, my point is that I think it'd be funny to make something and say that it's one thing. Like the spirit of fucking H.H. H. Holmes is trapped inside this music box or something <laughs> like that and sell it. 
So my my Clive Owen doll is really just my hair. (laughs) Yes. Oh, and he's got curly hair, so you just like snip your pubes and like glue them to the top of his little voodoo head. There we go. Uh huh. That's already made from his like shower drain hair. I had to add to supplement some hair. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, for you know immersion. (laughs) I I can do it. I can do it. That's so gross. Ew. I can only I think was like, of oh, disgusting like, things. Like I broke into Jennifer Lawrence's house and I, I stole her bed sheets and I'm selling them. That way people can sleep on Jennifer Ew, Lawrence's gross, sleep so gross. sweat. Um, you know that shit would sell too. Of course it would. But well, then again, I will listen. Yeah, of course it would. Even though you could never prove it was actually from her house. I have a picture of her sleeping in it. Well, that's just it though. I doubt she had like custom made one of a kind sheets. She bought them from somewhere that probably mass produces the same kind. I have a picture of her sleeping in it. Okay. And you draw a little like bunny and in a corner. No. With and Sharpie. I, and I put, I put a Sharpie in between her toes <laughs> and videoed her moving in her sleep, making this weird pattern. <laughs> Unique with the Sharpie. pattern. And then that's also on the sheet. Wow. That's how I confirm my authenticity. But wouldn't you risk w- her waking her up? I'm assuming I drugged her at this point, right? If I'm putting Sharpies I mean, in between God. her toes. I'm not raping the woman. Jesus Christ, Jessica. I'm just trying to make a, just make a still living. It's so violating and creepy. I'm just trying to make an honest living, okay? Black market salesman. You went like super creepy with it. Yeah. I'm trying to troll the weirdos. No, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do some crazy things. Crazy things. Yeah. I mean, I would have said like, I'm going to just become a like super skilled, awesome thief and take really expensive artwork out of people's houses, but then I'll end up like Willem Dafoe. It's locked up in that penthouse mm-hmm. with nothing but your own piss. And my huge waggling <laughs> cock. Yeah, and your huge <laughs> giant penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. So yeah, that's my answer. I would just get really creative about making something that seemed real, but wasn't that, that, and that didn't cost me much time or money, but charged like a shit ton. Uh. Like, you know, that gamer girl bathwater thing. Oh, you know, that wasn't all of it wasn't water from that same tub. No. You know, it wasn't. You know how I know it wasn't because some nerdy fucking Yale scientist kids. I don't know if they're from Yale, but fucking bought that gamer girl bath water because they were obsessed with her and they did the little experiment and found that it was just water. There was nothing else in it. Yeah, it was just water, which means, you know, sure. I'm sure a few of those were actual gamer girl bath water, but not all of them. Not all of them. I don't think any of them were. I really don't. I don't think any of them were. Why? She just takes a bath and just scoops it up into a cup. That'd be so easy. I don't think she did, though. No, she didn't. She clearly filled them up with tap water. Mm -hmm. She had other people fill them up with tap water. Oh, Belle Delphine. Be realistic. Yeah. She's a genius of our time. She's a huge troll. Yeah. I respect it. I do, too. I just do. I do, too. Well, if you liked what you heard, please like, rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can share it with so many people. If you love them, share it with them. If you hate them, share it with them. Bring a little joy into their life. I don't know. Share it with like mall Santas. They look like when they're there sad. Aren't, there aren't any of those anymore. Oh, share it with your your mall Easter bunnies. Valentine's Day is coming up. Maybe Cubans. you guys should listen to the podcast on your Valentine's Day date. That'd be cute. Mm-hmm. Super cute. Listen to the sounds of our amazing voices while you are sexing your significant other. Do you have any episode in mind? I don't know. This one? I don't know. <gasps> the starbursting one. Mm, yeah. Real, really set the mood. Yeah. Yeah. The one the, with the dad. starburst episode. The one with dad. Yeah. Okay. Cave caves. Yep. That's the one. Mm-hmm. It was about cav- like caves. Cavernous. Uh huh. Yep. He talked about a cavernous vagina. He did. 
Well, listen to it that'll, on your Valentine's Day date. That'll make you real frisky. It will. Visit our website at threeshotsin.com. On there, we have just dynamite web design, killer, sleek. So good. Sexy. And included with all that are some links, important links. One to our Patreon, which is our sweet, precious baby that we take so much care of because we love our patrons. They're our, our biggest supporters. They mean so much to us. And we would love it if you could become one. We offer you a bunch of stuff on there, including a super secret podcast called Three Shots Cinema. That's right, where we watch movies and we talk about them, but like in a super cool, entertaining way. The best way you could possibly imagine. Yes. And we we favor the bad ones. You know, the ones you were like a little interested in, but didn't want to spend money on. And listen, you don't have to. We got you covered. Support us and we'll cover you. We'll watch them for you and give you the play-by-play in a much more entertaining way than it would have been if you watched it yourself. Yes, yes. We are more entertaining than your own brain. You'll also find on there a link to our PayPal single-time donation. That is our internet tip jar. Go ahead and leave, you know, a small or enormous sum on it. You know, it doesn't matter which kind. Small, big, long. Girthy. Wide, but short. Whatever you want. Sure. Anything really. You can leave us. I mean, I I don't think you can leave us pennies because I think there's a fee attached. So like a couple of bucks, you know, or maybe a a couple of hundred thousand bucks. I don't know. Go for it. Go go, go crazy. Whatever you want. Honestly. How many zeros can you add on there? We'll find out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Don't forget to tune in next week where we'll, we'll be talking about schemes. Schemes is our next topic. That's right. Evil. Maybe. Uh, creative probably just scheming there are good schemes schemes aren't there? is there a good scheme like a i mean probably like Some a robin hood scheme maybe you're just saying that because i brought it up earlier shut your mouth a scheme what kind of good people scheme that have no ill intentions whatsoever oh uh the leaders of our government oh that's a great example yeah they never scheme about anything no very honest they only scheme about good things mm, we're safe very safe I feel so safe. They should support this podcast (laughs) with their big super PAC money. Yes. Anyway, scheme. That's the next one. Also, remember to tune in on Friday for our live at five. We go live on Instagram and we take shots and we allow everyone to talk to us and we talk back and we even have the opportunity for guests to join us and take shots with us. It's a blast. We have so much fun every single time. Mm -hmm. That's at three shots in podcast. You got to spell it all out, but three shots in podcast on Instagram. You can find us live at five Fridays, five central. Oh we have, shit. We yeah. Ha- we five have central. a blast. Yeah. We can't wait to see you. We're extremely friendly and nice and not intimidating at all. You should definitely see us there and join us and take a shot and stuff. Yeah. So everybody can see you, your face and watch you take a shot. And hopefully you do it gracefully because if you don't, you'll be embarrassed in front of everybody. You'll probably be embarrassed for the rest of your life. So like be really careful. Yeah. Or maybe just join and watch someone else get really embarrassed. You could do that too. That's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, that's also that's why cool. most people join is to watch us be embarrassed of ourselves. Um, I feel jokes like on them though, because that doesn't happen. Never, we've so. never done that. No, I've only almost thrown up like two or three times. Barely. Right. Yeah. It wasn't even that bad. No one even noticed. It wasn't even that bad. So, join us. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye. I never want to see beaded cock ring man, okay? All right.